come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my work. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your polterguide, Kinsey. I'm your polterguide, Debbie. I'm your polterguide, Donna. I'm your polterguide, Matt. And this week, we watched the 1979 classic horror film, Alien. Yeah! Yeah! So, those of you who either aren't friends with me or don't know <laughs> what this film is about... That's going to be a real narrow audience on it this really podcast. It really is. But there are some, though, that is like, well, yes, I am this, and I know what this is about. Uh, our good, good friends at IMDb will tell you that it's... It's one of the vast series of Wayland yutani training films about the importance <laughs> of doing what Mother says. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Okay, uh, a little broke there, but that's all right. Um, they're going to disagree with you, Mac. And I mean, I know this is still going with your feud. Den of lies. I mean, before you mention that, I just want to point out that we have a previous rule of don't trust the motherfucking android unless it's data. Unless it's data, that's true. We we did have a contentious. And, well, I'm just saying. There's sometimes when data is probably not trusted. <laughs> well, if you can spot with him, then it's fine. <laughs> you can see where my data concern is <laughs> or depending on what I was watching the series data is a good boy and don't hurt his feelings anybody with a ham radio could turn data evil at the drop of a hat <laughs> I don't know why I would be surprised that we're discussing Star Trek on yeah. our alien yeah, episode but we, we, we mentioned androids it's alright mm -hmm. alright so what does the Den of Lies say uh, the Den of Lies says after a space merchant vessel perceives an unknown transmission as a distress call it's landing oh my gosh this is so wordy it's yeah, landing on the better. source moon finds one of the crew attacked by a mysterious life form and they soon realize that it's life cycle has merely begun okay I didn't write that just so we're clear because this is wordy as hell Actually, you know what I love about that? That I just, I, I never even realized this, but an awful lot of parasites have, have these complicated um, life cycles that do involve going through different species. It is a parasite. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the, in the genuine sense of the word. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's growing for one reason only. So let's go around. Um, did you like it? Did you not like it? Of course. My, that's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a good movie. I think it is. Everybody should objectively like this movie. I think on my all-time list of favorite movies, this is number two. Really? Wow. Okay. Eh. No, I'm kidding. I loved it. <laughs> I know that did, did everyone see me freeze as Mac was like... I prefer Alien Resurrection. Ah! Ah! I don't know what that weird static was yeah. you just made me hear. Actually, I have to... Joss wrote that one. So Shut let's, up. Let's Shut up. No. No, no, no. Um, listen, 
Kenzie loaned me her version of the uh, um, Alien Anthology, Mm -hmm. and um, I almost found myself transported into an alternate timeline because I accidentally put in a disc that had Winona Ryder in the credits, and I don't know what the fuck that was, but for a moment, my grasp on reality shifted, and I fortunately got that disc out of there before I switched into a different timeline where that movie exists. And see... That movie exists in my timeline. Three can fuck off. Three does not exist in my timeline. But tomato, tomato. Uh, yeah, well, I we can all it. agree. Alien versus Predator. You can go fuck the right, fuck right off. As long as I get to see the queen run and chase the girl, like yeah, I, I like bad. that. Yeah. Like I mean, it takes a lot to get to there. That's like a gif of a movie. I know. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. Okay. Is, it, is is my pretty girl being scary? Then yes. I'm down. Um, You're pretty girl. For the record, <laughs> when she's referring to that, she's not referring to the ingenue in Alien vs. Predator. She's referring to the queen. Oh, totally. Yeah. totally. Once again, those who know me right. know this is... <laughs> uh, yeah, I love this series. I love this film. Um, missteps or not that we've kind of talked about. Uh, yeah, I just... I love Alien. I've got so much Alien stuff at the house. It's not even funny in the best way. Shall we get into it, gang? Absolutely. Uh, little known fact, Nostromo is an Italian word for our captain's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Italian's very concise. It is. It's a, it's a beautiful language. A lot of meaning in a few syllables. <laughs> wow. That's a... Whew. I didn't know the Italians were so passionate about uh, captains of their ship, but... But pretty. Pretty though. Pretty eyes. I will give you pretty eyes, because everybody had a bad haircut. Oh my gosh. It, everyone, it was it was rough. Like I spent some time actually evaluating whether I could pull off Ripley's haircut because I do have the curls. I don't think I, I don't think I've got as much hair as she does, but I do have the curls. I could do that Ripley's haircut. Uh, I could. I've had uh, the movie that doesn't exist in your head's haircut. Oh, I was about to say, you're like you were bald once. No, 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 no. I, I'm not shaving my head because I don't know what this would do if yeah, I shaved my head. That's what I'm saying. Um, my hair has been alien short, so I've had like many different levels of my life. Sigourney Weaver's haircut. There is, <laughs> there is a picture of me. Have that... you had the Galaxy Quest? No, okay. no, but I've had blonde in my hair, though. Okay, I, okay. Uh, to I, be fair, as a curly-haired girl, it is hard to have a haircut that is not a Sigourney Weaver haircut. That is fair. That is a very fair... It's uh, true. Uh, I've had the working girl You hair. kind of have a Ghostbusters right now. Is it because I have a Ghostbusters shirt on? Might be. <laughs> the power of suggestion is mighty. <laughs> you know. Uh, right, okay. Bad haircuts, yes, all around. I just... I love this film, like... It is it is space truckers like that is they are truckers in space. <laughs> they are like I mean that is it's gritty it's dirty and what's so amazing is that this almost this happens I cannot think of another movie where this is true but they hate being in space yeah yeah like they, they there's not a moment where they're like ooh the majesty of the cosmos they're like I hate my life I hate my job what's next <laughs> I just the, want the money just yeah. get me paid. It is the realest portrayal. It's one of the realest portrayals of people just doing it for the paycheck. Like, if you really... Yeah. Hey, can I back up to a minute for the credits? Because of course. I noticed something for the first time in the credits, which is, as, as the credits are rolling, you know, just this this the angle, angled line appears up, and then this yeah. other angled line, and then these three straight lines. And if you're not paying attention as the alien logo appears, it literally sneaks up on you. And I thought that was so perfect. 
I have slightly the opposite reaction to that. Mm-hmm. It, it's suspenseful for me, but for one other reason. I have uh, up until it happens, I have no idea how they're going to make an E out of that E because like, it's, <laughs> it's too compact. I'm like, they, they don't have enough room. It's not going to happen. And I'm like, they did it. <laughs> Beck, I love how concerned about the font you are. Yes, like, I am. like, like a true typewriter. Mm-hmm. Like, like, this is all like pushing back against your typewriterness, and yes. that's that's great. But there was there was a point when I had been. I guess I had been looking over at the E and the N, and all of a sudden I looked back and went, where the fuck did that L come from? Right. <laughs> the whole L is there. Oh my god, this is so scary. Yeah, it's, it's one of the most tense moments in the movie. The fucking title. <laughs> so I just thought that was beautifully done. Really, really a brilliant little detail. Yeah, I, so I, I think what I think is fantastic about this film, I mean, there's a lot that this all came about because Star Wars was a hit. Like, they tried, like, so hard to get this movie made. Like, it wasn't until there was eight drafts of the script. It wasn't until Star Wars was a hit that they were like, yeah. Was this really the beginning of sci-fi horror? I would... Well, you got... The original The Thing. Yeah. I mean, there are examples of it prior to that. I mean, really, like... 50s B-movie science fiction had a horror okay. element okay. to it. It almost feels like a throwback to that. Like, And we'll get into that in our discussion eventually about it's a monster movie. I mean, yeah. it's man in suit. Okay. It's almost Creature of the Black Lagoon and the Black Fair. Lagoon Fair. Okay. Uh, I would definitely say... I would say modern. When, I would say modern... Uh, when uh, was 2001 put out? 68. Okay. It owes a lot to that. Yes. Yeah. There, and, and that's what's great about it because it lulls you into that sense of security. Like, oh, this is going to be a quiet... Majestic. Yeah. There were a lot of yeah. long, yeah. slow shots. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was the, the beginning of the movie is very calm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It it Ridley Scott is a is great with this film on the slow burn. Mm-hmm. Like he gets you very familiar with the world, familiar with the characters, kind of, you know, just how they are. And then, I mean, because it's a good, what, 45 minutes before they land on the planet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. About that, 45 to 50 minutes, so and then it's just mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a, a just, roller coaster from also around. a lot of establishing shots without you realizing that they're establishing shots like like the entry to go see right. mother yeah yeah and it establishes the architecture or like the interior architecture of that ship which is so useful in the final act mm-hmm. yeah uh, well let me just tell you about my notes okay because I I just started out thinking I'm just going to keep a note of every time a woman says something and is ignored, <laughs> and that became almost all page. I have written down <laughs> is the time a woman said something and was ignored. Starting with Lambert's "Let's get out of here" and then "Let's get the hell out of here." <laughs> so I I would have understood with this film is. It was written for an all-male cast. Like, that was yeah. how it was originally written. They wanted all-male cast. And the head of 20th Century Fox at the time, Alan Land Jr., was like, man, why don't we make Ripley a chick kind of thing? Yeah. And that's... Mm-hmm. Then I, we got Lambert as well out of that. So I find that, you know... You a Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis type. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let me get one of those. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why Alan Land Jr. is sounding you, like that. You you were you usurped Dunwhistle from me. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Dumb white guy, smart white chick. That's a movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Oh my god, yes. Dumb white guy, smart white chick, that's a movie. Yes. <laughs> you, you just synopsized Alien way better than IMDb did. <laughs> Less wordy. Less wordy. Less wordy. Uh, yeah, no, you're right though, Donna. There's a lot of establishing shots. You get a layout of the facility pretty, pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And Alien does one of my favorite things. And you think the main character is going to be Kane. And you think he is he is the hero. Because it opens with him. Like, coming out of the pod, you see He's him. He's the first one to wake up. He's yeah. the first one to wake up. You're, it's interesting. Yeah. And then it's not Kane. Like, then, you know, halfway through the film, who you think is your hero mm-hmm. yeah. is not your hero. Like, I like when... When you bait and switch. Yeah, I like <laughs> the bait and switch. Like, that's, that's always good. I don't think I'd ever considered that but maybe on the first viewing way way back right. I could have been directed to that yeah that's possible I also spent a little bit of time observing him and going that grows up to be the war doctor mm-hmm. I still don't trust him just so we're clear same thing with Ian Holm I still don't trust either one of them yeah. anytime I see yeah. them in anything now I'm like he's got a chestburster in him kill him now <laughs> and then Ian Holm he's a robot Fuck that guy. <laughs> Anybody who's got a level two clearance or above from the company just needs to get blown out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, we don't trust you. Hashtag fuck you, Paul Reiser. Indeed. Heart back. Heart. <laughs> just want you to know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, something that is totally dumb that I noticed was that they had those, when they were all like sitting around eating breakfast and drinking coffee, they had those Tupperware cups yeah. <laughs> that everybody had in the Everybody's like, 70s, 80s, whatever. Like, I was like, that's so funny. They've survived until... When, what year does this movie take place? They never... It's never firmly established. Uh, not it, not any, in any yeah. of the... Well, I think you could probably extrapolate it based on some of the later movies. Okay. Because um, like... Prometheus and Covenant have a specific year attached to them. Yeah, I want to say they right? do. Okay. And it's that's after that, so right, you can say yeah. it's no earlier than X mm-hmm. and then no later than Y. Yeah. Yeah, because Aliens is 57 years. I feel like this is a math problem, by it the way. Is, yeah. Like, Aliens <laughs> that we are not equipped to do at this point no, in the morning. No, we are not. <laughs> Yeah, that was. The, I'll, I'll ask Google. Somebody's done the math and yeah. posted it to the internet. <laughs> yeah, no, I know Aliens is fifty-seven years after this one because that's kind of the big jarring shock. Like, oh shit, you know, mm-hmm. she's been asleep that long. But this film, um, yeah, what I find. So, did you guys know? I find this interesting that this was almost a Roger Corman film. Who's that? He's uh, a very famous B movie director, <laughs> like. It'd be a different movie. It'd be really a mean, really different... It'd be... Oof, it really would be oof. Dark Star. If you've seen Dark Star, it really would be yeah. that. Yeah, it would have been... The, yeah. Because Dark Star, the alien that is also kind of the germ of this film here, um, the alien is a beach ball. According to the Alien Anthology Wiki, mm-hmm. uh, Alien takes place in the year 2122. Okay. Oh yeah, they do give dates when the. Uh, sorry, my my alien's brain is kicking in. Uh, they do give dates when they show when Ripley's daughter dies. Yes, in, in, in aliens. In that, aliens, that, that, yeah, but that, that, but you only yeah. It's, in the context of this movie, it's never firmly established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Poor Ripley's daughter. 
She gets some kick-ass time in the recent video game. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she's the protagonist of it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh, that game is terrifying. <laughs> I still need to finish it, but it's utterly <laughs> terrifying. Um, if you really don't want to trust the Android rule, that game is for you. I'm, I'm just at a point that Wayland yutani plus Android means I'm just blowing your fucking head off. But then we, but then we don't get Bishop. We don't get Bishop. Uh, it's a risk I'm willing to take. But it's Bishop! Like, oh, it's Bishop. Like, I'm fine with Ash. Fuck that guy. Um, but Bishop, man. Bishop. Bishop's pretty cool. Bishop's pretty. Nah, I was, was going to be like, eh, we could get rid Nah, I can't get rid of Bishop. You can't get rid of Bishop. Yeah. Like, his, you know, his non-threatening face. I his, think his... Bishop would understand when I said, listen, he... all y'all are bad. But he would... He would and he look, did, and he did in that movie. Yeah, but he would look <laughs> at you so sad. Like, do you want to tell Bishop and his sad face, like, and just seem like, yeah, you're right, Donna. Okay, do what you got to do. <laughs> Don't go fuck the right, fuck right the fuck off. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> Ripley basically tells him that too, and he's like, yeah, okay. He's essentially essentially Marvin from. Uh, <laughs> Now, like, yeah. yeah, we're the worst. Yeah, you're right. That damn David. He started it. Suffering. Damn Don't tell David. me about suffering. <laughs> but this film. All right. What else? What else? What else we got? Oh, yeah. Um. I mean, uh, the interesting thing you were talking about how 20th Century Fox jumped on it. Everybody was jumping on it. Like this is exactly the same time that. Star Trek The Motion Picture came out. Yeah. And Jerry Goldsmith does, does the score for both of these movies, and you cannot think of two more polar opposite scores than uh, Alien and Star Trek The Motion Picture. Well, that, that, but you're right, though, because that, there's... Every every, stu- every studio was done whistling all over the place. Like, yeah. Give me one of them space pictures. I don't care what it is. <laughs> space. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just going to... The question I have, and this, of course, is kind of jumping to closer to the end, but what the fuck was he doing with that magazine to Ripley? I... It's very rapey to me. I, it is very it's rapey. Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, I it's, mean but what was the goal? Like, he would shove it down her throat, and, and it would... Okay. Maybe. But, but it would create a tube where it's like... He's, like, intubating her almost. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to choke her out in a weird way instead of... Because he can't really grab her because she's got reach. Or he's glitching and he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. That may be... He is glitching at that point. Yeah, he's... He's pre- glitching... Well, right after he gets out of there because he's, like, doing Fitbit running at the time. Because <laughs> we're about 20 minutes away from me... Glitching? Recreating. <laughs> I wonder if it's... Because th- there seems to be a lot of actual sexual stuff in this okay. movie. I like a, I have one one note here that says everything is vaginas. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> I mean, you he is Okay, oh, Let's, yeah. he, I'm not saying that there's not a reason for yeah. that. I'm just saying everything is vaginas. Yes, yes. I mean, you got the face huggers yeah. that penetrate and impregnate. Basically. But also, when you look at the underside of it, I mean, that yeah. is just a vagina <laughs> <laughs> with, with graspy legs. Yeah. It's, it's a vagina with legs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. No, no. Don't, 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 don't say hashtag vagina with legs. Oh, shit. You already <laughs> did. You just did. I did. I did. It just, it was. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it is a tragedy that there's not a video for this. 
There was a shot of the alien's head where I was like, that just looks like a penis. Like it. it oh yeah. Everything about that dude yes, is a penis. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, that's I. I think that's one of the things that this a, a lot of modern. Well, I mean, there's a lot of this film that modern horror uh, has to to thank for. But talking about sex being scary, mm-hmm. sex equals death. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, you can make the argument. This starts here because you've got the. I mean. I mean, he was raped. Oh, sure. The face hugger yeah, impregnates the fa- him. Yeah, yeah. The face hugger impregnates him and rapes him. I mean, it's not it's not that stretch that far of a stretch. Um, Halloween's a year before, and that I think definitely plants the flag of whoever has sex shall die. Well, in the slasher, I would say in the slasher, yeah, sure. But I mean, I'm saying like if you're getting into like mm-hmm. the it follows, yeah. teeth things of the more modern. I'm with you. Yeah. That's more where I'm going with. Now, with the slasher genre, yeah, I'll give you Halloween all day, every day for that role. But for a thinking man's horror. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One thing I did notice watching this is um, the Alien Covenant and Prometheus, not my favorite movies ever, Uh but in watching this, I was like, okay, they did do a really nice job of wrapping back around to this. Yeah. They really did. And I want to give, I want to give those two movies credit for, um, it made sense. You know, when you, we see the first shot of the ship in Alien, you're like, Oh, they did recreate that nicely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, Although it's a different ship. Yeah. Okay, but still. But I, I, yeah. Well, and I think that's... I think with... Since you brought up Prometheus and Covenant, I think that's some of the... Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Words. That is the disservice that, that those two films had was because a lot of people, when they think of the, these films, I mean, yes, you're going to, they'll have, they'll go to Alien, but they're going to jump to Aliens, where it is balls to the wall action. Like, yeah. they're good. And so they're expecting that. Right. And, you know, this is Ridley, so it's going to mm. be a slow burn until everything goes to hell. Yeah. I love slow burns. I just love that. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, in this... Even Aliens has a bit of a slow burn. Yeah. Well... Like, uh, Cameron talks about the, his director's cut is like 50 miles of bad road. Oh, I love his director's cut so much. It's, it's really good. Yeah. And... Like, oh. So it's not even that they're thinking of Aliens, they're thinking of the second half of Aliens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, and you're right, though, because Aliens is the same way, especially if you're watching the director's cut, which... Definitely watch the director's cut. Uh, it really... Where I don't think, where I think the director's cut helps aliens. I don't know if if the director's cut in this. I agree one hundred percent. Helps alien. I think the theatrical cut's much better. Yeah, because it's been a while since I've seen the director's cut. But really, the only change is that Dallas is still alive and in a, like being cocooned. They're all. The, the they're all. all yeah, they're okay. all being cocooned. That's really the big difference. Oh, oh god. Okay, because I have this image in my head of Lambert yeah. held in, we- in in a web, going "Kill me, kill me." Yeah. And this is the director's cut. Yeah. Okay. And I, I was like, I must be thinking of a different movie. Okay. I don't think it adds much. No, huh? Because you don't... With this film, you don't need that. I don't think you need to see that. That that this is what the creature is doing. Now, remind me... Is it the director's cut or the original version of Aliens where she finds Burke? 
It's, in the cocoon. It's not even in the director's cut. It's a deleted scene okay. on... That's the, what I'm thinking. Yeah, like it's... Because it's, there's something satisfying about yeah. her torching Paul Reiser. Yeah. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> oh, you know what you did, Paul. You're getting the I'm shit not kicked out of you I'm not sorry. <laughs> you're, you're listen, if you're listening to my podcast, I'm not fucking sorry. I remember um, mad about you, Paul. I like you, okay? I, yeah. I was recently rewatching it, and it doesn't age well. <laughs> but... That makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, yeah, it's a it's a deleted scene, not even in the director's cut with that one. But yeah, I don't think you need with... Because there's a lot more just kind of establishing shots in the director's cut of Alien, but it's also just that scene of Ripley basically coming up to Dallas Lambert. And I can't remember if uh, Parker was with them or not. I know Maybe. Dal- I know Dallas and Lambert were. It's been, like I said, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's same. Yeah, it's it's been because we. I have a very distinct memory of Dallas being webbed up. I don't even remember Lambert, but yeah, well, because yeah. he's actually in a cocoon. Like, and I mean, he's yeah. like it's it's a weird looking thing. Thing. Yeah. Uh, so do we? Can we talk about the the full grown alien now? Because uh, yeah, I can, I, can I ask a quick question that will segue into that? Of course. Which is when. I did a horrible job of learning people's names on this movie. Like, I know Ripley and Jonesy, and that is all. In fairness, though, <laughs> those are the important ones. Right, yeah. No. I, well, Ash. What was it? One of, one of the engineer dudes? Parker uh, and Brett. Gaffa Cota or... Uh, uh, Harry Dean's Harry Dean. So he finds the skin, and he picks mm-hmm. it up. That's Brett. And the next scene is full-grown alien, and I'm like, how did the tiny skin... How did the... B- isn't it a process of shedding skin over, you know, like, Ian? I don't know. I was just like, come on. There should have been way more skins. Yeah. There's, <laughs> I can't remember what, what, where it's established that they talk about the alien growth cycle. Uh-huh. Is that... But it's definitely a retcon, because you're right in the context okay. of the <laughs> film. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Itty bitty big guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's a, there's a context depend. it's all, and this is, oh, this is going to sound such a retcon when it comes out of my mouth here, right. that it depends on... The alien knows, <laughs> like, if it needs to grow up fast or it needs to grow up, it can kind of take its time growing up right now. No! <laughs> Otherwise, shenanigans. Yeah. No, no, it's a shenanigans answer, and I, I realize it, but there is a answer to it. It's utter bullshit, but it's an... Okay. It, but you are right, though. But then we have full-grown aliens. We have full-grown aliens, so... Remind me, I have a deep-dive alien canon question for you before we're done, but keep going. Okay. I don't want to interrupt uh, no, you, but I just no, see, this flag. My, my analysis of that was like certain certain hard-shelled animals will shed their shell mm-hmm. and then they are soft-shelled for a while while they grow and then they grow a new shell. And that's more or less what I assumed had happened. Okay, and I also had a question because... Well, that leads me into a question about maybe later movies because what I recall from, from the aliens themselves was that they had like some kind of a hard shell on their head Whereas here it was like exposed penis, and I was like, I don't remember seeing that before. Like the, the there is a, in aliens, you know, uh-huh. the ones have much more of almost like that Klingon forehead yeah, yeah. kind like of a, carapace. Yeah, thing. yeah. No, there's a there is a design difference between this and aliens. Like this one, HR Giger doesn't do anything with aliens. Let me uh-huh. tell you why it had a smooth head. Mm-hmm. It's so that Ripley could stand there working on the computer while the alien was right there, yeah. and we wouldn't notice it. That was it. That was the reason. The last that last yeah. thing, and I, I can unpack that last thing because man, that alien slow rolls that slow rolls that last attack. Just like no, oh, no, he's he's thinking he's got time. 
Where he hasn't taken his time at any other point. Thank but you, where, where, where are they going to go? They're in a shuttle, so he's like, I uh, can Out the it. airlock. He doesn't As know all that. of these movies end. <laughs> he doesn't know that. Um, no, so yeah, we've been talking about it. I love the Giger design. And this one, it is... Uh, I really should have brought my action figure. It is a clear... <laughs> It is a clear... This action figure? The little one? No, 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 no. Not the one in my purse. Oh, wait. I do have the one in my purse. Oh, shit. Okay, hold on. For such an occasion as this. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let us examine the Giger a little. Okay, here you go. So, he does because you can see the eyes. That's a little more... Okay. So, you can see he's got, like, eye holes, but it's... uh, The clear casing has fallen off his head. I see. Okay, because I was like, where is the casing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's there's a clear... Bubble. Yeah, there's a clear bubble on top. Debbie, thank you for reminding me about Purse Alien because <laughs> I carry him around me for my uh, for adventures. This little thing. That's nice. Yeah, <laughs> but I I think it. I do agree with Giger that since he doesn't really have eyes, that does make him scarier. Like he doesn't have eyes, you can't really focus on anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's fantastic. It, they. They did two, it took two people to bring him to life. So, like, when he's walking around is, uh, and I can't remember the dude's name, but he was, like, seven plus feet tall, uh, a graphic designer, yeah. and they discovered him in a pub. But, like, yeah. he took Tai Chi and mime classes to do to do that walk. And then for the shot when he's coming down out of the chains to get Brett, is actually a gymnast, and apparently he was just coated with KY jelly, like all the KY jelly. Um, um, and I may be saying it wrong, and I apologize in advance. Bolaje Badejo. Yeah, yeah. And a Nigerian 26 year old design student. Yeah, and if you guys can, there's a great, oh my gosh, uh, in the, the Beast Within documentary, they've got some great uh, shots of him testing out the head. And, like, it's just, he has the head on and basically looks like a diaper. But he's walking through some of the sets just practicing his movement. There's no sound. It is utterly creepy. And just, it's, oh, it's great. Like, oh, man, I love it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm a fan. Is <laughs> It was my purse alien, as you guys have examined. He's delightful. And I love that he's got a little switch on his head so that his mouth will come out. Mm-hmm. He's like, hello. His yeah. mouth penis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. More peens. More all the peens. But yeah. My I dog, mean... I heard you like penis. So <laughs> I put a penis in this penis so you can penis while you penis. And Giger's like, I'm listening. Hey, yeah. <laughs> man. As, as, I'm having, as he's having his opium, I'm listening. <laughs> what did you say? So. I'm listening, swirling vortex. <laughs> I'm HR Giger. <laughs> I, I should. I took that from comedy. Bang bang. There's a there's a comic actor who plays the now deceased Geeker on yeah. the show every once in a while. Oh man, my goodness. Ooh. So yeah, um, I mean, it really is a fantastic design. It is, <laughs> and it's oh, and this film like I, it does another thing that I love because I feel like I'm going to be saying that quite a bit here. Um, you don't see 
the monster right away. Like you, mm-hmm. like you get bits and pieces where you're not sure what you're seeing, but you're seeing something. Like, and it's yeah. not until that Parker Lambert attack that you're really getting your first good look at least at the full body at the full yeah. body because you're seeing you get a good flash in the air ducks with Dallas yeah yeah but you still though it's fast yeah. like oh, that's one of my favorite scares by it, the way it's a great one in this film I didn't why didn't she get out of the way I think she was terrified like I think she was just like it was one of those fighter like mm-hmm. she was fight, on, fight or freeze yeah <laughs> she lived a lot longer than anybody else so I think when they give her some credit True. Yeah. When they finally showed us her situation, uh-huh. she didn't really have... I mean, she could have moved side to side, but yeah. I think she was afraid if she moved, it was going to get her. Yeah. And I mean, and it does whip around really fast with when it goes after Parker. So it had... It had, it had reach, yeah. <laughs> it had, and it had speed. Also, more sexy times, she had surprise butt sex. From that tail. Well, and see, oh, that, like, went around and it was, like, going up, and I was, like... like we were all, like, wait, go on. <laughs> it was, like, going up, and then it was, like, and I was, like, ah! Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Mike. My poor Mike. But that also, but that goes back again to what we were talking about earlier with a lot of this. It's pretty sexual. Yeah, like, yeah. it's, you know... Yeah. <laughs> I think that goes back to that. I got a question. Okay. All right. I might have an answer. What's the character... What's Harry Brett. 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 Yes. Okay. He's going through the ship, and he gets to this tunnel, and it's dripping on him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, this is a delightful little shower I'm going to take. Why is it raining on this starship?" I have that exact question I written just, down. Why is it raining on the ship? I assumed yeah. there was some kind of condensation going. That's on. what. But I, it's industrial runoff water. Right. And why yeah, is he like, yeah. "Oh, what a delightful treat for me." <laughs> Does Brett really look like, though, the type of person that gives a fuck? Like, I mean, Brett is like... Sure, like, I could see him see, like, seeing rainwater and being like, oh, it may be a little dirty, but that's okay. But industrial runoff water? Brett is 50 miles of bad road on that face. That's like, <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And so I don't think him... Because what we know about the alien... Probably a little bit of alien spit in there. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, just putting that in there. No, it probably is. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying... I can't see Lambert doing that or any of them, right. but Brett. <laughs> this is water. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, he's wearing a fucking trucker cap. That's an true. actual trucker cap. I, I guess I gave truckers more credit than I, I should have. <laughs> yeah, you did, Mac. Yeah. I want to talk real brief. And th- I think at this point, everybody in the world probably knows this little bit of trivia. But the rumor has it that in the chest bursting scene. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Donna. Can't be playing with her alien. (laughs) Rumor has it that in the chest bursting scene, they didn't tell any of the other actors what was going to happen. That I I think urban legends. I think maybe they told them something was going to happen, but only John Hurt. (laughs) And they didn't even tell John Hurt. Yeah. And boy, was he surprised. (laughs) He's like, wait, what? (laughs) Um. Which brings me around to a rant I've probably had on this podcast more than once, which is that you hired fucking actors. Let them, let them act. Um, but it, okay. it makes for an interesting um, image of sitting around ad-libbing your, your lunch when all of a sudden John Hurt starts screaming and writhing. Yeah. The- but, and the reaction shot of Veronica Cartwright, like, she's a very fine actress, uh-huh. but I don't think you could have gotten that without... 
a little bit of with the blood squirting on her face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, are, there are some elements of of a surprise like that that I think you would not get from an actor ever, which would be something like. The eyes opening wide enough where you see all the whites, or right. or like just, her her face is agape, so she gets a little blood in the mouth too. Yeah. That you can't direct because yeah. their instincts would have been like, "What's gonna come?" <laughs> yeah, closing uh, my eyes and every other hole. <laughs> the so uh, I did a thing with this film since you mentioned uh, this. I watched the Beast Within documentary on the uh, Blu-ray box set, and the kind of the new story behind that is yes everyone had read the scripts and knew something was going to happen to Kane but didn't know the vividness of didn't it didn't yeah. know the vividness and it is Veronica Cartwright that really just she's like I don't know what I was doing just not paying attention or what mm-hmm. so her reaction is is genuine because there's a they they show the behind the scenes of it on that uh, that documentary and like you see her flip over the back of a couch. Like, she is backing away after it happens and she just flips. So, and everybody else, you know, I mean, I would say it's all, it's pretty, pretty close to... Mm-hmm. I, I wonder... Because I thought about... I did think about you when I saw that scene because uh, I was like, I know Donna doesn't like this. And I thought about it myself and I was like, for some reason, I am, I'm okay with them doing that in this scene. What... It, what I would say I'm not okay with is like obviously the Shelley Duvall type stuff. Yeah. Um, and oh, I was just thinking of another instance. Oh, like the, and this. Is, I wonder if there's a sliding scale at all for what you for what you mm-hmm. might consider an acceptable way to do it. Uh-huh. And, and for me, like again, I, I was okay with this. Um, another example would be like on Mash season three when I'm a big mash fan. I don't know if you like that. Um, season three, uh, what's his name? Colonel Blake dies yes. at the very end. And none of the characters know that he's going to die, that, that that's going to be announced as like the final scene or whatever. And so they didn't tell any of the characters, uh, only radar, you know, Gary, what's his name? Uh, Urgoff? Yes. Yeah. Knew. He, he knew, and he read the line, and there was, because they wanted the genuine reaction, and it was, like, genuine reaction of shock, and just, like, it was just, like, silent, as, as you would expect, and, you know, I don't know, I just, there's sometimes where I'm okay with it, I guess. You know, I gotta tell you, what you do, because I was about to argue, do you ever hear them doing that to men? And then yeah. you just, I was yeah. like... Okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess yeah. I guess sometimes they do it to men. It's not like in this case they didn't tell just Veronica Cartwright just to get yeah. a horror movie reaction out of her. I, I agree. The Shelley Duvall. Yeah, the Shelley Duvall yeah. thing is, is, is awful. too much. Um, but there is something to be said for surprised reaction. Yeah. I think they knew... Uh, Android glitching. Fitbit <laughs> <laughs> time. Um, well, like, when I think of this, I almost look at it in, in this movie as... Them actors were pranked. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, it, it's not ongoing emotional abuse. It is more of a April Fool's joke. Yeah, everybody. Ah, and then I'm sure yeah. everybody laughed or something right. because. And that's yeah. the thing. They also saw every the entire crew, Ridley included, is in slickers. Like everything that's not, they're covered in plastic, so they know something's going to happen. And something's messy. Something messy's going to happen. The Gallagher effect. Yeah. You and they, Yeah. You said the first three rows, this is happening. There's watermelon getting on you. There's watermelon. <laughs> so, no, I, I do think there is a sliding scale. Debbie, I think, 
uh, I didn't know that match story, so I think that's fantastic. It also goes back to uh, Sissy Spacek and Carrie. She knows that mm-hmm. they're going to dump a bucket of blood on her. She's she's fine with it. She knows it's going to happen. She just doesn't know when it's going to happen. And I feel this is on that camp. Okay. Yeah, because I do agree. That's it's not the emotional abuse that Shelley Duvall <laughs> suffered. Because I'm not cool with that. I think this is. I like the prank analogy. I think that's. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if you know. And, and like you said, they were in slickers, this or that. Um, the fact that. Well, and I don't know how they how they hid it from the actors. Did they redact a part of the script? No, like the, the actors read the script, but the script is so vague. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the thing. A thing pops out of. Yeah, like okay. yeah, no, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. and they show like in that uh, Beast Within documentary, they show like pages of the script, yeah. and it's like, yeah, and it's basically it's it's really generic. Like, have you ever read the novelization? I have not read the Alien novelization. You're kidding me. I've read the Aliens novelization. I've read the Alien novelization. (laughs) That I am shocked. I went into this knowing, okay, at least Kenzie and I have both read. Nope, I've read the Aliens one, and that was a bitch to find, let me tell you. I bet. Uh, Thank you, by the way, Gardeners. Whoever saw that, appreciate it. <laughs> to say it, it's very vague in the book. Yeah. This episode in brought to you by Gardner's Use yeah. Books. <laughs> that would have been because it was vague in the script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, okay. it's yeah the script and like so they don't really they know something's going to happen to Kane something not pleasant that he's not going to survive but they don't know the extent. Yeah. And boy, did John Hurt act the hell out of that. Yeah. Well, I believed there was something crawling out of his chest. Yeah. And and like the the final cutaway when the the baby alien is just kind of considering its life. Yeah, it's like, all right, and, I'm surrounded and, on all, on all sides. And John Hurt's still like <laughs> twitching his hands. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, and really creepy. Yeah, he's moving because he's got my tail embedded in his nervous system. <laughs> Here, let me get that out of the way, John. Sorry about that. Not again. This Lord, this Lord of the Rings reference has been brought to you by Lord of the Rings. <laughs> know this i have to jump back just super fast gang um because we were talking about the pacing at, at the beginning and all of this and i didn't know this so i thought this was a very fun trivia fact but to to decide how he was shooting alien ridley scott watched uh the texas chainsaw massacre to kind of get that kind of tone it's that horror almost, it's almost 2001 meets texas chainsaw yeah. yeah i could i could see yeah that. so i thought that was just like some interesting little fun factoid I was like that's pretty cool since we went back to the beginning uh-huh i'll just throw in that i liked how um the computer's name is mother and it gently wakes up the crew who are in diapers <laughs> have your mother and babies the end <laughs> I want to give Ripley uh, a saint nomination for the fact that after she told them... Saint Ellen of Ripley. That after... Yes. <laughs> that after they realized that they actually had a deadly creature running around on the ship, that she did not take the well-deserved opportunity to say, I fucking told you so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was thinking... She does it a little bit in Aliens, though. Oh, and no. She it all for 50 years later, yeah. like... Bitch as no. <laughs> yeah. Aliens, pretty much all of Aliens is like, I told you, Wait, I told you. Told like, you. Yeah. we had a whole fucking meeting about this. It's not a good idea. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't was do that. 
<laughs> you know, I was grilled for three hours. Side note, though, I think she would have agreed sooner if it hadn't been Gorman and Burke that had showed up. But if Hicks had shown up with her first, said, "Hey, can you come to this planet?" I think she would have. She'd have been uh, less. You, she you, must may, have be, owned you may be projecting, Ken. I probably. Yeah, projecting. yeah. I was like, I am projecting. <laughs> <laughs> I am projecting. It's all right. I, I just don't feel like Ripley's got. No, I'm totally projecting. It's fine. <laughs> Um, I want to talk about the computers a little bit. Let's talk about, oh my gosh! Let's talk about another 20, 22, 21? What year is it? Twenty one something. Yeah, yeah those, those. And they're running off of off of a Commodore Commodore sixty four. Like, yeah, that's all they got. They're 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 getting the analysis on the uh, the, the atmosphere, and it's just nonsense <laughs> numbers. They're all looking at it like, oh yeah, I think. I mean, it's primordial, but it you know we can probably survive in suits down there. <laughs> Like, that's just that's just calculator nonsense you're looking at there, and um, I kind of like that. Yeah, I mean, mother is nothing more than some Christmas lights and a Commodore sixty four <laughs> and a clackety clackety keyboard. Cla- and I love the clackety clack. <laughs> oh yeah, shook. Call <laughs> <laughs> back. Um, it kind of annoys me that more movies don't do those sort of things anymore. Because like now, computer interfaces, every computer interface on a movie looks like it was built by Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And even the prequels to this movie. And yeah. I'm like, ah, no, no, no. You can't go into space with that shit. You got to get an Atari console, and that's it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. So headcanon here. Maybe the reason why is because that was like. That and the Nostromo's about ready to be retired, so it's not, you know, it's not the good, good new. Where I will accept that. Thank you. Mac does not. I, 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 <laughs> Mac I know. is gonna call bullshit. Shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Nostromo has been around for like a century. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's why you've got the industrial uh, runoff Rough. water. Yeah. <laughs> I was having a hard time watching that thing fly through space because I was like, go faster, go faster, go faster. <laughs> I, think, I think that's what, what makes that is like, I think that's what, it's such an, such an antithesis to everything we'd seen before with space. Like <laughs> the fast, the sleek, the pretty, you know, it's the like, clean, the clean. <laughs> and this is just like grimy, slow. I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Uh-huh. That word is pronounced antithesis. Oh, is it? Okay. Do you so, want to re? You want to repeat? No, I'm going to just. I'm going to just leave it in there because okay. this is coming from not having heard the word. This but is real, real Kinsey. This is coming from reading the word. Okay. So if okay, the ship is old and running on legacy computer systems. Uh-huh, at this uh-huh. point. Couldn't the crew of the Nostromo get better paid anywhere because they are that good with computers? Uh, uh, I'm gonna vote no because I'm just and I'm gonna submit Brett and Parker that yeah. they're the two. I, I mean, you can make arguments for the others, but Brett and Parker, they gotta keep this job, and sure. they're the, okay. and then they're enough that the company knows what it's got. So it's like you know they're not uh, they're not great, but uh, they show up. So that's yeah where. Ripley, Ripley's pretty green. Like you can, I, I'd say she's a little green. Maybe. I, the only reason I say green, that they can run that ship means they could have done almost anything back on Earth. Well, was. yeah, but maybe, maybe they're avoiding. I don't know. Maybe All right. Who wants to go to Donna's feminist corner? Yeah. Woo! Okay, I got to clap for. Will us. the rule cover that? 
No. Okay. okay. That's, that was a question. It has been answered. Okay. Um, one of the criticisms that this movie and Ripley, two, two of the criticisms that this movie slash Ripley receives at, uh, when discussing Ripley as a feminist icon is one, she goes to rescue the cat, and two, she strips down to her underwear. So, stripping down to her underwear, I've got to say, you've got a point. It was not necessary for her to be in her underwear. It was not necessary to give us a crotch shot. It was not necessary for us to get such a good look at her nipples repeatedly. On the other hand, the show opened with everybody in their underwear. <clears throat> See, that's that's always my... I, I know what they're saying. I, I Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you're fine. I was just going to mention... The dudes don't look especially sexy in their underwear. If they were giving me a sexy Tom Skerritt... None of the dudes that look sexy in this film, though. That's true. I mean, I I understand what you're saying with Tom Skerritt, but none of them are... I mean... None of these dudes are sexy. None of these dudes are sexy, and I mean, that's, you know... Okay. But go ahead with what you were saying. I I understand with that that argument. I'm I'm not disagreeing Mm -hmm. with that, but at the same time, it does go back to... She's about ready to go into hypersleep. Yes, that's that's my only. Yeah. It, it's it's part of. It's not just like you don't. If we didn't get the shots of her setting up mm-hmm. her the pod, putting Jonesy in there before her, like I I would be like yeah. But you're getting all of this. Yeah, she is it's, getting ready. You know, the only thing I will say is I'm not sure. You, you those were some tiny underwear. No. Those were some little bitty underwear. They're, they're, no, no, it's it's tiny space underwear. I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to argue. May I share some information that I read about this? Yes. Um, I don't know if it, if it was the writer who wrote it this way or the director. Are they the same? I don't even know. No, huh, no. Okay. Huh. There's or, four main credited writing. Alien. Ridley Scott is the director. Okay. Um, but for for whatever reason, it whatever I read said that. That initially she was supposed to have been nude in that, and it was not um, supposed to be a gratuitous nudity shot. It was supposed to be a symbolic nudity shot. Yeah, it's hard to, to do show. symbolic nudity in there. Thank well, you, 79. They, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that, the arrow yeah. was the only yeah. thing I was like putting in air quotes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, That's a dude answer. Right. Like, oh, James, symbolic nudity. James Bullshit. Cameron was. Was it James? Yes, I think James Cameron directed that scene or something. No, no, it's Ridley Scott that directed that particular scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Cameron, didn't whatever. Come on the Cameron, thing. yeah, he came on in for Aliens. Was there another similar scene in Aliens? Whatever article I read said James Cameron made the decision to not have her nude. Well, I mean, you get the scene of them coming out of hypersleep. But mm-hmm. it's all the Marines, and there's a lot of pretty there too. So okay, okay, uh, okay. Yeah. Maybe it was talking about the different movie. Now and then, but that anyway, Ripley was also saying Ripley, Sigourney Weaver yeah. made a statement that she was like, I didn't think it was fair to take that scene away, the nudity scene. She said because we saw the alien in its birthday suit the entire movie. She was like, I think it was only fair to show like the human uh, frailty um, yeah. and the what? Do you, what is it? The um, vulnerability of being nude, and then here's the alien, and you're like. You have no protection, like literally no protection. So, yeah. I just since you brought it up, I was just like, oh, I read a thing about that. The, the stripping down that we're 
bothered me in that way because she was getting ready to be in hypersleep, and it was already established that you know you don't want to have a lot of layers on, right? For that, yeah. Um, and the cat never bothered me in that way. The cat bothers me because I don't get it as a MacGuffin for the third act because the cat seems kind of like an asshole more than normal yes. cats, and none of the other human characters were especially attached to the cat up until that point. Here's here's my thing with the cat, and you're right, the cat is an asshole. Yeah. Um, if, 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 if our friend Zeno hadn't killed the crew, the cat would have. <laughs> well, this, this scene when it just sits there and watches yeah. as, uh, as Brett gets murdered, and it, it's kind of like, ooh, pretty blood, I don't know. But uh, yes. I would go into a burning house to save my dog. It's well established that you were very fond of that dog. Yes, indeed. And so um, I kind of... I'm sympathetic to it, but also, near as I can tell, the shuttle was ready. She was at that point waiting for the other people to arrive. And I will say in her defense that when she, she, you know, she's going to the shuttle, she's got Jonesy in his carrier, she comes, she looks around the corner and the alien's there, she drops him. Yeah, yeah. I was like, she she (laughs) drops him and she runs. So she is not being foolish about that cat. No, she's she's being very practical. Um, And then, yeah, and that's the thing. The cat scene doesn't bother me either. And I I, I have two cats uh, and I'm kind of like Donna and Sammy. Uh, I'm I'd go into a burning building for both of them. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them doesn't realize he's a cat. The other one is kind of an asshole. But I love them both, and I'd probably find an alien for him. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a cat, too. And the cat was watching the movie with me, and the cat turns to me <laughs> in the final act like, you wouldn't go back for me, would you? <laughs> We'll have, we'll have this conversation again the next time you bite me for petting you in a way that does not please you. <laughs> How old is your cat, Mac? I'm curious. Two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Three. It'll be three. This okay. Year. Yeah. They get tired of that. Instead, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll just lovingly put their mouth on your She's wrist. She's gotten to that point where it's the, you know, the... Yeah. Like, I... It's a bad activity now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I could really hurt you, but you're my human, so... Yeah. So yeah, I, I never thought of it as a feminist or anti-feminist thing. I just I, thought I just didn't quite buy it because the cat had not been established as something that was important. To if her, we like. had even one scene of the cat on her lap while she petted it, yeah, or that the cat's the only one that she likes on the ship because like these people don't like each other or are sick enough of each other at this yeah. point that you could even have it like you know Veronica Cartwright says something shitty to her and she's like, oh, you're my only friend, Jonesy. Then I would have been fine. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, because and that's the thing with the cat. I mean, you do see him doing his own thing. Like, yeah. there's a fantastic book that just came out called Jonesy, and it's all about Jonesy's little adventures that he has <laughs> on the Nostromo. Uh, <laughs> and it's, oh, it's so adorable. Uh, uh, it just came out a couple couple months ago. And in Alien, she leaves the cat behind. Yeah, and she calls him a shithead. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't buy the relationship between her and the cat. End of speech. Yeah. No. Um, to me, I don't know. I, I feel both those arguments... I mean, I see... I understand where they're coming from, but to me, it comes across as we really can't say anything negative, so we're just kind of trying to just start Just shit. reaching for something. We're just reaching for like, oh, well, she went back for the cat because, you know... Because like, women. Because women, you know. Yeah, that, that was never the rationale I got to. It, was okay. just like, it just seemed Good. like a weak screenwriting All right, choice. well, we, yeah. will, we will exit Donna's Feminist Corner... Yeah. And we should probably wrap up. What else do we have? Uh, oh, my deep dive. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, your deep dive. Uh, uh, yeah. Canon question. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, a xenomorph resembles the traits of the, the facehugger that it, that, it, that it attached to. Yeah. 
Conceivably, there's a queen on LV-426 because we see the queen in Aliens. Right. Now, it's a bit of a leap here, but let's say that the queen alien burst out of the chest of the space jockey. Okay. And that that the, the, the traits of the queen are tied to the space jockey. Okay, okay. Later on, Ripley has a queen gestating within her. Does that mean she's part space jockey? Ooh, that's kind of heavy. Ah, yeah. I mean, you can make that argument because right. if you're if you're tracing back to that that genesis, if you will, right? That... And we have to cut out covenant from that because yeah, chicken leg. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, you can make that argument that she, you know, she has some space jockey in her in the movie, and I mean, and even right. And even the film that Donna doesn't acknowledge, they do bring that up that when they do clone her, that she's not all human. That she's got the alien DNA running through. Maybe she has more. Yeah. yeah. She could. Because I know that's the whole thing is that with uh, canon-wise, when it comes to the alien species, the Xenos, that they... Uh, adopt some traits of the host. They do adopt some traits of the host. You see that in the film that I don't acknowledge right. because of the dog aliens. Dog aliens. And <laughs> Alien versus Predator, you get a Pred alien. Yeah, you get the get the, uh, the Pred alien or Praetorian. I know there's a yeah. difference between the two. Um, but, the no, basically, when there is not a queen, that's why Ripley got the queen. Like, if there's, if there's yeah. been a queen killed... Then, like bees. Mm. Yeah, they will create a queen so that they can have that. But it's still no, it's, it's on the train. That's, it, that's why I'm, I'm yeah. curious about it. It's just I, something I would, to think about. I would say so. Okay. I would, yeah. Um, fan no. fiction. Oh, I'm sure there's tons of fan fiction out there, which is some fan fiction I've never read, surprisingly enough. That is surprising. I know, isn't it, though? I did have one other thought on uh, computer interfaces. How they enter standard orbit of a ship is exactly how one is supposed to enter standard orbit of a planet on the uh, Star Trek The Next Generation Nintendo Entertainment System game. <laughs> it's exactly the same. I'm like, what? Nope, gotta get that square right in there. Gotta get that square right in there. Yep, yep. If you miss that square, you're not gonna make it. That was their simulator that they used. That was exactly to, right. Yeah. Like I felt like I could I could fly the Nostromo yes. and therefore make whatever money I wanted back on Earth Indeed. because it's silly. <laughs> so what you're saying is you would do like two years like on the Nostromo and then yeah. go back to Earth and be like, yeah, okay, yeah, so I can, I can orbit a ship. What can what, what can you do? Here, I'm gonna write a number down and make this happen. <laughs> Um, no, a um, couple like little random trivia things that I thought were interesting. Um, it wasn't until the third preview of Alien that they actually got the sound right. Like they had two horrible previews. One of them was in St. Louis, and it was the Dallas preview that they finally got the sound perfect because there were sections like people couldn't hear the dialogue or some of the sound effects because it is very you know sure. it, it is very quiet. And then the Egyptian theater ran Alien straight for 48 hours because it had lines around the block. Wow. Yeah. That's very cool. That's so, crazy. Like I said, just random random things that I thought was interesting. I have a thing that sat there and made me think a little, which was when um, What's-Her-Name said to Ash, you know, you admire this thing. And he says, I admire its purity, a survivor unclouded by conscience, remorse, or delusions of morality. And I thought it was interesting that the android admires a creature that we would consider lesser because of its inability to control its, like, primal urges. 
because we have the ability to do what we want despite our urges. And, and so an android just, doesn't. Right. And I was just like, interesting. And also, Jonesy survives, I think, because he follows his primal urge to run when he's in danger. And everybody else <laughs> and is not like, interfere with the alien. Yeah, Or, or yeah. react to it. Just be like, bye. <laughs> or he has a connection with the alien. Because, like, like, you know, I respect game-recognized game. I would have killed <laughs> right. him if I, it, you just got there first. <laughs> That's fine. Also, I weigh 10 pounds. Yeah. yeah. So I do think that some of the shots with Jonesy... When, like, that shot when he's staring up at the alien and it's just Jonesy's reaction. I think that's, like, beautiful. <laughs> like, I just love the lighting. I love how it looks. Hell, I could just love it because Jonesy's an orange cat. I don't know. But I Jonesy. He is cute. Yeah. Um, um, we should wrap up. Yeah. We should. Oh, the trailer. The oh, trailer yeah. is one of the greatest trailers of all time and does not feature the alien at all. It's just shots of going down the corridor and screaming and uh, sirens and then... <laughs> Yeah, silence. No one can, in space. No one can hear you scream. Alien uh, coming to a theater near you. See, I, the trailer, the tagline, like yeah. it's all like it's it's it is perfect. Like it is. I mean, to me, it is. It's perfect. One of the greatest trailers of all time. Because if not the greatest, yeah, you don't get anything of what the creature looks like. You don't even really know what this is about. But you see, shits went down, and it's pretty bad. And like, and that was one of the things with one of the screenings. I think it was the Dallas preview. Like. People were like moving. Like they, they first thought people were leaving, but it wasn't. They were leaving. They were getting. They didn't want to be that close. As when everything starts going to hell, like they are backing up, like sitting further and further back. They had people getting sick. Like I love like when audiences have such a visceral reaction yeah. to something like that. Like I just I dig it. Like I, I dig okay, it. it's the John. I could see getting sick at the John Hurt scene. Yeah, at the chest burst. Well, scene. yeah. If you think about it. It's, I mean, it's still jarring even for today, but you think of 1979, you had not seen anything like that. Anything like that. Hell, you hadn't seen anything like the alien. No. Okay. All right. Okay, so are we ready? All right, Donna, you had her quote. Oh, Dallas is the dumbest space captain ever. Oh, yeah. I, I, I introduced that. I said that in the pre-show, but I didn't really say it. Like, I got a flamethrower. <laughs> Oops, I dropped it. <laughs> Are you the alien that you're looking for? Ah, <laughs> oh, big fella. <laughs> I have never heard that laugh come out of Kenzie. Oh my gosh. My goodness. I'm just imagining, like, basically it's Goofy as, as Captain Dallas. Like, I've just inserted Goofy as Captain Dallas in this entire film, and it just all went at once. Gorsh, mother. <laughs> Okay, I'm now going to see if I can do a computer voice, because I'm not sure I can. Okay. This is our quote of the episode. Priority one, ensure return to organism for analysis. All other considerations, secondary. Crew, expendable. I think, yeah, I mean, that's just, yeah. Special order, 937. And I like how Ash was right there like, I can explain it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what you read. It's not an acceptable explanation for you. Yeah. But. I mean, it's, it's Let me explain it for yeah. you. You're all expendable. Yeah. <laughs> expendable. Yeah. No, man, like, that quote, like, it just did something to me. Like, when I, like, I always watch these films, but, like, it wasn't until eighth grade that I had a real, like, vivid memory of actually sitting down and paying attention to this. And let me tell you. That rocked eighth grade Kinsey's world. Like, <laughs> someone would be bad. Like, like the world is bad. Like, My precious Kinsey. <laughs> like they would do. They would, 
they would do that to people? Like, it just, it, it just got me. Okay. All right. All right. Don and Mac had a rule. Uh, listen to and or believe women. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've mentioned. Right. That I I took notes on all the times that women's were ignored. I'm not good. Women's. Women's. (laughs) All the times the women's were ignored. The women. I'm not, I'm not going (laughs) to. I'm not going to read all of them, but. We'll start with Lambert. Let's get out of here. And then the second time she says, let's get the hell out of here. Let's get the hell out of here. Uh, Ripley realizes that the transmission is a warning and she wants to go out there and tell them. And guess who Mm -hmm. tells her not to? Um, Bilbo. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And now Ash has been replaced with Bilbo throughout the whole movie for me. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. Ripley tries to enforce quarantine and is overruled by guess who? Bilbo. Bilbo. <laughs> I'll a little bit Dallas. Bilbo. <laughs> Bilbo. Oh, oh sorry. gosh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. After the face hugger falls off, Ripley wants to get rid of it. Of course, it wouldn't have actually done anything no. to get rid of it. No. But still, Ripley says she doesn't trust Ash. She, she tells Parker and Brett to stick together, and they do not, and Brett dies. That'll do. Um, one of the most common lines from Ripley is, will you just listen to me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not even like a subtle subtext sort of th- sort of thing. Uh, will you just yeah. listen to me? Mm-hmm. And they exactly. did it once. Even once. I'm not even saying you had to listen to her all the time. Just chose once. Everything would have been better. Right, right up until the time the alien was roaming the ship, yeah. you could have stopped it all by listening to Ripley mm-hmm. yeah. even once. Even once. I mean, definitely it would help, though, waiting till the quarantine to... Right. It just, that would have actually... It would have, been the, it would have been an hour, 70 minutes, done. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, clap. <laughs> Click removal. <laughs> but yeah, no, listening to Ripley, that was another thing that really shook 8th grade Kinsey's world is it shook me was that nobody listened to her like that really bothered me too Mm -hmm. I like the part where she was telling again names uh, he was going out with the flamethrower or something and she's like wait (laughs) you don't hold a flamethrower like that whatever and she was like just shut up and she continues on with her thing and they listened oh that's Parker. You know, there That's was, Parker. Yeah. They, sorry. They didn't want to listen. No, 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 no. Do I, I don't... the fire in my face? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, she had enough of them not listening to her. She did. Well, there was there was three and a half or three and a head of them at that time. And so it was basically like, no, just shut up and listen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It was a bad call, Ripley. It was a bad call. A bad call? These people are dead, Burke. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Are we going to do a whole... Oh, we all are! I fought Riser and you're Sigourney Weaver? That sounds oh, like a bad deal for me. That, that <laughs> and I like you. We are friends. I don't want to put you in there. <laughs> all right. Uh, Mac, you have our poll. Uh, yes. Is this a haunted house movie in space? A monster movie in space? Or some degree of both. I'm pretty firm in the monster camp. I'm with Debs. I think it becomes a monster movie, but it has all the trappings of a haunted house movie up until, like, with 
anything on the planet is a haunted house movie. I mean, I know it has some of those tropes. Yeah. But there's no ghost. Isn't there? Donna, we all live with ghosts. Checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no ghost. Who's the ghost? The space jockey. Okay, and how does he manifest? As a skeleton. The... He's a spooky skeleton <laughs> in a haunted house. Vincent Price is behind there working him. Isn't, isn't, this, very... <laughs> isn't this spooky? <laughs> But it's the ghost. Doesn't of... he though? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. No, I, 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 I kind of lean toward this a little bit of both because I can see the haunted house tropes in it. I mean, you've yeah. got the rickety ship. Don't the, go in there. Don't go in there. Don't yeah. do this. Don't go investigate a strange noise. Don't yeah. you know? Don't go by yourself. Like those are all like and the haunt- possession. Yeah, those are all haunted house beats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then, I mean, now once the alien shows up, yeah, it's it's pure it's guy pure, in suit, guy in suit, trying to get everybody. Creature from the Black Lagoon. The Black Lagoon is in space. Yeah, yeah. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Hope he doesn't show up soon. I'll stop singing that song now. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think it's I can see, I can I can see both sides. On, yeah. But that is me. What are your, your thoughts, Mac? I think. It is, it's both. I think it's one half of one. I think it's so many genres. It's a bit of a slasher movie because it has that slasher construction of the final final girl and all of that. Yeah, yeah. It, it has the monster because there's obviously a monster. It has the haunted house elements. It has demon possession elements because you got the guy convulsing and then something sure, inside sure. him. I think it's all genres, actually. All genres. All genres, huh? All right, I'll sign off on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, the, the the inspirational elements are are really absolutely. Did my sarcasm come through? <laughs> Almost never. Okay. Did mine come through? <laughs> <laughs> Always. Yes. Don't listen, alien. It's okay. <laughs> Kinsey was petting her purse, alien. <laughs> Which is not a euphemism for anything. <laughs> no, it's, it is literally. <laughs> Petting my person. That is the most Kinsey thing in the world, by the way, that you have an alien in your hashtag purse alien. Hashtag purse alien. (laughs) What's funny is that when I'm asked about this, um, either people are just like, okay, or why? Why not? And that's usually my answer. Why is not? Exactly. I I don't ask why. Is that from that reaction line? Yes, this is is the the reaction line. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Purse alien is a reaction line, and... They're just they're old school like the old Star Wars figures. Yeah. And I got put that one on the Millennium Falcon and everything would be fine. Oh, that's oh, a whole man. oh, that's a whole other movie right there. That's a whole other movie. Uh, I'm kinda <laughs> I'm kinda feeling that one now. Uh no, but like because uh, 'cause I've got Sam, I've got Michael Myers, yeah. uh, I've got I've got I, 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 the only one of those I bought was George McFly. Well, because I'm, I'm modeling most of my life after George McFly. <laughs> What's funny about this is um I had, because Billy got me one of them, then I had two other friends, two separate friends, give me theirs out of their loot crate box. So I have mm. one unopened at the house, because, you know, house alien, and then I have one unopened at my desk, desk alien, that goes with purse alien. Side note, I have a Now we know a lot more about Kenzie. <laughs> hey, you guys have seen the spam of my, uh, my work desk, so, yeah. Head on over to our Instagram at Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. Um, to see the purse alien. 
I, I, I posed him. Yes, he, he at waved first to it the crowd. Like, it looked like he was uh, riding a motorcycle. Yeah. Like a like a chopper. <laughs> Dog. Speaking of Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. Speaking of, so yeah, Debbie kinda segued into our business bit. So um Thank you guys so much for listening. We do appreciate your love and support. Uh, we are on all of the social media. And if you want to see what we look like, as well as Purse Alien and any other shenanigans we get up to, we're on Twitter at Beyond Cabin. Uh, Instagram is Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. We do have a Facebook page, which is Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. And where you can find our episodes, previous and the current one, you can go to our webpage, which is beyondthecabinofthewoods.com. Uh, you've heard us talk about discussing the rule, poll, and quote in our Patreon video. That is at Beyond Cabin. <clears throat> and we do have a couple of uh, sister and brother podcasts, which is Collective Snark. Then we have Once More with Feeling, the 20th anniversary Buffy verse rewatch and then the family business which is a supernatural rewatch and we are part of the gumby cat network so definitely check them out as well they've got some great shows and uh, give them your love and support bye everybody don't read the latin <laughs> you know what horror is Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts for podcast people. Meow. Meow.